When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Monday, episode 929 of Coach Unplugged. Very excited. We're going to talk to Coach Scott today, um, give a little different perspective in the middle school coach. I think this is going to be this was a great um, this was a great interview, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. But before we jump into that, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. You will not be disappointed. Um, it is everything that you want to be. If your team has, I'm telling you right now, I can call I'll call it the pandemic zone. If your teams can't shoot right now, they're going to see a zone. It's crazy the number of zones I've seen being a coach that's not coaching right now. So go over uh, check out Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged. They give you three hundred fifty dollars off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I can I can tell you right now that the number of emails I get on a regular basis from teachhoops.com members that we've been able to help. We've been able to help them win more games in less time. It's crazy. Come over and check it out. 14-day free trial as we talk. Like I've said, um, I know my brother's putting, pushing me to get rid of that, but um, I'm trying to keep it because it's the only one out there, and that's how much I believe in this product. So go over and check it out, and let's head off to the pod. One. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Coach Scott, I don't think you're going to be in the thousands for for the bass, for, for Coach Unplugged. Uh, I think I was I was doing some editing last night, and I think we're I'm in the early 900. So I definitely yours will definitely not be in the thousands. But I'm not exactly sure what number this is going to be. Um, but but Coach Scott, I'm going to have you kind of introduce yourself and kind of tell your basketball journey. We were just talking. I know you're from Kansas. We were just talking about snow before we came on the air. But um, if you could just kind of tell the listeners a little bit about you know what you're doing now, how you came about doing this people always i find it interesting to find to know someone's journey before um before they before they became a coach and stuff like that i was reading i was reading about uh coach cheney i'm gonna date this a little bit but coach cheney the former temple coach just recently died and i was reading about kind of his how his journey kind of was it was it was very intriguing about how he did morning practices and why he did that and you know his journey and 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 things before he became a coach led to that so anyway that was the longest introduction i've probably done in 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 a year but all right coach scott introduce yourself and uh, kind of tell people where you coach kind of your basketball journey and we'll go from there first coach collins thanks for having me here i'm honored and excited to be a part of this Uh, i'm kate scott 31 years old from hayes kansas i teach and coach seventh and eighth grade Okay, so first of all, two things. First of all, he's a, he has a puppy. I just I was making fun of him before that. But uh, where in Kansas? I always would like to learn new locations. Where in Kansas? So I can't just say Hayes, Kansas, because that's a very small town. Uh, I need to say Northwestern Kansas. Okay. Okay. So how far are you from? Can- how far are you? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. What's the biggest town? What's the biggest town? Okay, so Wichita is two hours south or southeast of us. We are four hours west of kansas city 
Okay. Smack dab in the middle of Denver and Kansas City. Oh, that's not bad, man. I love yeah. Denver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do so, you, you go to Wyoming much? No, not Wyoming, but we do make it to Colorado quite a bit. Yeah, I would think. I love Col- I love Colorado. I love Colorado. Are you a skier? No, but I, I've I've been to Breckenridge in the summer, which is just is great. You know, oh, it is, want- isn't it? P- it? Don't tell people. Like I tell people, <laughs> the ski hills are a gem in the summer. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? I go, oh, go to Bre- it's gorgeous. It's like my my wife and I aren't really skiers, but we love we love that in the um in this in the in the summer. But um, okay, so I got a sense of where you are now. Okay, so okay, Nebraska. Good. Yep. All right. Perfect. Keep going. Sorry. Don't. So uh. <laughs> And, and I played basketball from, you know, five all the way up to my senior year. And, and it wasn't, I would say, my, my main sport. My main sport is football. And I never thought of myself – I always thought of myself as going to be a teacher and a coach when I was growing up. But I never thought of myself as going to be a basketball coach and it be my main coaching gig. Right. Uh, so, uh, but, but I always liked it and, and always, you know, got to the gym. My, my dad was – was a teacher so he always opened up the gym for me but again i never saw myself as uh it's, i'm like, telling you other than the vaccine us maybe getting vaccines sooner we don't teachers don't have a lot of fringe benefits my dad was a teacher too and to be able and my god and in middle school my godfather was the principal so i had run of the school and my kid my kids have had the run of our high i mean it's that is a fringe oh it definitely is so <laughs> my, my dad would give me like one free pass a semester if I forgot homework at the school, but he would always open it up for me every day. If I needed to get a lift or a shoot around in. Right. Isn't that crazy? I know. I know. It's a, and I, I bet that build a relationship with your dad. That's like, I, I know that with my son, I've seen that. Um, yeah, that's for sure. So when you talk about the journey, I, my dad was, was a, my teacher and is the athletic director of our district. So I always saw him involved with the, with coaching and, and, administrating the the sports side of it so that's that's one of my future goals as well as to be uh sports ad uh, somewhere maybe here but um he, so you know with my journey I, I always was around him and saw him uh being a teacher and a coach okay and then what where'd you go to school then, uh, uh well I, I graduated from victoria kansas which is right outside of hayes very okay. very small town i had 18 kids in my class and then i went on to play college football for a year and uh yeah that was a great experience i met a lot of guys uh some future nfl guys that i played with uh and then i and then i just focused on college after that um i got my bachelor's degree in elementary education again i knew i was wanted to be a teacher but i, I didn't really know i was going to coach uh during the middle of my college career uh again i wasn't playing football at the time i had an opportunity to coach basketball at the local middle school here and so I said basketball I never thought of myself as a basketball coach but it was that first door to get me into coaching and I said yes not really knowing what I was going to get myself into it's like the drug dealer they give you the first taste for free and then they get you hooked and I was hooked on basketball ever (laughs) since that and I had coached like some some football along with that too and that but and in the back of my mind, I was like, during the season, and then after the season, I was like, I love coaching basketball. It was just, I wanted to get to the next season so quickly. And I was the, I was an assistant coach, you know, coaching the B team. So I hadn't really had a head coaching experience yet. 
until my first teaching job when I graduated college and the, the principal offered me the, uh, the, the junior high boys head coach. And again, it was, it was like that hook there. I said, yeah, I, I want in. And so there's my first job as a 22 year old uh, coaching the 17th grade boys basketball at a very small school in Kansas. And so, so then, so what is your, what is your, what do you think? Um, I got a couple questions. What do you think your next step is? Do you want to be a high school coach? You said you wanted to be an AD maybe. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I won't tell you, I won't tell you to get your head checked to get an AD, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't see myself moving up to high school anytime soon. Uh, my, I have four kids at home, uh, very young kids. So I, I want to be involved as much as I can with their lives. And yeah. uh, maybe just stay at the middle school level here okay who uh who are been influ I, I who's been influential people in your coaching so like i mentioned before my dad coached me in multiple sports and then when i got to that first job and teaching job in nest city kansas i was around very good and young coaches that that not only x's and o's but philosophy on life and sports just uh, really got me going and thinking about, okay, we got, we can develop players like bigger, stronger, faster, but developing relationships with them is the, was the key thing that, that they got me on there because being a, a young coach, you're like, Oh, we, well, I want to get them good shooters. I want to have good X's and O's, but then they, they just helped me realize that we need to build that relationship or it's not going to work. Right. It's a quick fix rather than a long term. I tell people, yeah, you, you, you want to be the tortoise. <laughs> they win the race. Yeah. Um, so you wrote that Jim, Jim Boone, who I think is I've had him on my podcast. Unbelievable. Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mr. Two pack line. Yeah. Because Coach Bennett's Coach Bennett is number and he Coach Boone would probably even say it. But anyway, um, how was he influential? So I I purchased his online cert, pack line certification course from Coach coach tube and uh yep he he not only talked about the pack line but just other defensive philosophies and just overall basketball philosophies that really i, I started putting into my practices day one this year uh just about how uh motivating players in in and out of practice and just going from drill to drill and and uh just trying to get the best and focusing on details of each individual player it's uh it, it was a game changer i think yeah i mean he's unbelievable now you wrote in your thing in your in your um in your pre-interview questionnaire thing that you had great football coaches growing up did they did they influence your basketball coaching yeah i believe so i've taken some things that my high school football coaches have kind of implemented in their practices and their philosophies um, about just a, a brotherhood building you know, type relationship with your teammates, like how you need to be there and be accountable for your teammates. Uh, you know, that you learn on the football field, I transfer that to telling my boys that here at the, on the basketball court, I say, we got to play for each other, not, not just for yourself, but playing for each other because overall that, that'll help win your games and championships. Right. Um, so uh, let's talk about practicing. How, how do you, how do you structure your practice? I know that was something that, we had talked about before we came on air. Um, is there anything? So, so walk me through a typical practice. Okay. So we, uh, we, we practice after school and 
here in Hayes, there's not very many gyms. So I have the gym. Hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just real quick, quick shout out to our to um teachhoops.com who allows us to keep this this thing going. You know, we're over six hundred and almost seven hundred podcasts. Um go over and support us and by supporting teachhoops.com, they allow us to do this. Go over and subscribe um, wherever you uh, like this and leave a review. Those five-star reviews do me a lot. They, I, I know they take time to fill out and do, um, and they mean a ton to, to me and um, to everyone that, that helps us here uh, at Coach Market. So, uh, yeah, let's head back to the podcast. To myself with 20 kids for one hour. Okay. So, and hold I- on. So, I'm going to dive into that a little bit more. For one hour, 20 kids. How many baskets? Six. Okay. And then at the, the last 30 minutes, we share it with the eighth grade. Uh, so you do have a full court, but there's a curtain down the middle of it with three baskets. Okay. And so that's how our, that's how our gym looks. Um, we, we, we have a big school, but we have one gym. And that's how it's just going to have to be, I guess. So we do the best with what we have. Right. And, and what, so, is that, what does that cause you to do? Because I think a lot of coaches have this issue. So what that causes me to do is think of how the how I can utilize those six goals with those 20 kids before the eighth grade comes in. So um, we do a lot of like like I mentioned in that Wildcat V, just uh, some individual skill on those, just getting as many reps as I can before I go and share the gym. Right. So, and shooting drills in where they can get multiple shots in in a, in a short amount of time. Uh, working on closeouts, working on you know, defensive philosophy type stuff, boxing out, just utilizing that space that we have for the limited amount of time that we have. And it's just you. And I have an assistant coach, yeah. Oh, you do? That helps a little yeah, bit, I'm right? Yeah, I'm that, yeah. Um, well, I, I think, I think uh, coaches, uh, coaches are jealous of time, so it seems like time is, is one of your biggest obstacles. Yeah, so just an hour and a half a day. And we're getting into the part of the season now uh, where we have a, about two games a week, two practices a week. So now we're really crunching for that practice time before we head out for a game. Okay, so give me three things at practice that you think are unique or that you do. Uh, so I this was kind of a, a Coach Boone thing, but – Whenever we go to a drill, like I'll explain the drill and then I'll say the drill name and then they'll repeat the drill name and clap. That way they're, they, they know exactly what they're doing. Or it could be a drill that they know exactly what it is and I don't have to explain it. So I'll just say, Falcon break, ready. And then they'll say, Falcon break, clap. So it, it, it's just kind of, that's their go. Like when, when I say Falcon break, ready, they know exactly how many basketballs they need it's not just like saying, all right, guys, let's just go to Falcon break. I mean, they are, as soon as they clap, they're hustling to set up the next drill. So, okay. So, excuse me. Usually I mute before I cough. Uh, Falcon break is a specific drill that that's kind of irrelevant to the the question I'm going to ask, but did you, how do they know Falcon break is the first thing. And then how long does it take for them to actually know it to, to the point where, you don't have to explain it to them at that so, level. I don't know. That's why I'm asking yeah. the question. I'm not sure. With seventh graders, I, I introduced Falcon Break because that's our mascot, Hayes Middle School Falcons. Uh, I introduced that day one. 
because that's a drill. It, it's kind of like a three-man weave with a jump shot and a closeout. Um, okay. It, it's a day one drill, and it's an everyday drill. So I would say we got it down pat after two days. Okay, and you have some everyday drills, which I think is important. I do. Yep. I think some. Yeah, so falcon break is definitely uh, the way that we start the, the, the practice off. It's a five-minute fast-breaking drill. And I, I like drills that get the that get multiple reps in, uh, that get the kids moving. They're not standing in line very long, um, and we always set a goal. So the total number of makes we we shoot or is is the goal. So like for example, uh, eighty five could be the the goal in five minutes. And they're I always put it up on the scoreboard. I always put the time up on the scoreboard. That way they know exactly what they need to focus on, and. Uh, and to, to achieve. Do you use the scoreboard a lot? I use it for every drill, every day. Uh, we, that's another, I think, uh, a, a hidden gem. So we use that scoreboard. And so when they, towards the end of a drill, if it's like a shooting drill or they, they got to get a shot off within, before it goes zero, zero, zero. So that way that transfers over to a game when they know that they're in, you know, crunch mode that they got to get a shot off or, or something like that. No, I think that's, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I believe that is a, um, a good use of the clock. I know a lot of coaches don't have clocks that they can get access to. Um, so, you know, until we got, I think it was like five or six years ago, until we got our kind of our new system, we, I mean, it was just like, it would have literally taken us 15 minutes to set it up. So now it's like easy. It's, it's, it's wireless and all that. Um, but I recommend that there's apps and there's ways you can do it. Um, but I think what it does is it keeps you on track. Yes, for sure. Because I can go off on a tangent. Right. I've noticed in my virtual teaching that I'm more on track because they, (laughs) I only see my kids a couple of days a week, but, um, I, uh, I don't bird walk as much as I used to because, which is again, not building relationship. I feel horrible about it, but it's like, man, I'm just like focused on what I got to get done and get and get, um, get through. Um, so break up the percentages. Like, I mean, do you do a lot of small sided games? Do you do a lot of shooting? Yeah. I mean, With that percentages, I was reading a tweet or a thread or it might've been on Facebook. It's right. I can't remember, but a thread that, the coaches were supposed to break down, you know, was it 60, 40 defense offense? What? So I was trying to break that down myself the other day. I'm glad you asked that. So this year I am focusing a tremendous amount of time on defense. I would say my defense to offense breakdown in practice is 70, 30. So we, we really focus on the defense. Um, the small sided games are included in the offense more so and then we go over like team offense and that like again that 30 percent but when we're talking that 70 percent of defense it's shell drill it's um pack line the specifics like getting in your gap getting in the pack some box out drills some close out drills just stuff like that so you have 20 kids do all 20 go to every game yeah so with those 20 kids it's split up with an a and a b team okay and so I'm considered the head coach of the whole team. I have an assistant who, like, he, he's the head coach of the B team during the B game. Okay, and so it's 10 and 10. Yep, that's how we have it set up. That's really good, actually. 10's good. 10's good at that age level. Yep, 
I mean, ideally, ideally at that age level, you'd be at like eight, eight probably. Yeah. Um, but the problem is sickness, injury, reasons they can't. I mean, that's the issue. It's like yeah, you can always count on a kid being gone. So that's actually I should correct. I I, I keep twenty one. Right. Always a kid gone. Yeah, but you always you, you do you do don't you? You always have some some you know somebody sick or somebody you know yep. yeah somebody's. 35th wedding anniversary. <laughs> I don't know. There's always something. Trust me. I know. Um, all right. I love that. Uh, do you think, do you think you have a coaching philosophy at this point in your career? I would say what, whether I'm coaching basketball or track, cause I, I do assistant track. What, what, what do you, what do you do in track? Like I, what? I had the best track coaching job i think ever i just coached it okay so you know my the joe frontier who's at my um school is like the guru in the midwest of of throwers i'll look him up throw throw far throw big throw far look it up it's unbelievable he's unbelievable like he's crazy good like people come from all over to learn from from joe it's been this quarantine thing has been driving him bonkers but um throw big throw far all right. Really good guy. Um, I mean, yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm the one that helped him get his site up. I said, Joe, you are like a good, you're, and talk about a niche, talk about a niche or a niche. Like throwers are like this small little subcategory. I, I always tell him it's like greatest of show, you know, that the dog show thing. You ever yeah. see that movie? I said, I didn't even know that world existed. You know, it's like, well, there's a whole throwers world. It's crazy. It is, um, yeah, and they're their own. You know, like you, you look at a track team, and then you, you see all the cross country runners and the sprinters, and then right. you like these guys are out for track. The throwers, oh yeah, I mean they're part of the track team just as much as the cross country runners. It's like the <laughs> offensive linemen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the fatties, yeah. man. No one loves the fatties. <laughs> no, and that's what I grew up doing was was throwing discus and javelin and shot put along with being a post in the basketball. So I was that bigger kid that right just. You know, like you said, have your own world or group that you associate with. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network.